The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestaryouare.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, it's the power hour here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with me, Cynthia Bryan. And me, Heather Brittany. And we're so happy that Heather is back with us today. We're the Stella Donut Goddess Gals with a show about following your heart, living your dream, champagne for the spirit, dedicated to inspiring you, encouraging you, informing you. So hello, all you power partners out there. Today, Heather and I are going to start off with danger dating and the date rape drugs that are out in our communities today. In segment two, David Borgenick unveils his newest book in his worst-case scenario series. It's a middle school survival guide. And in our last segment, You'll learn more about how to achieve success in your life, as well as how to come party with us at the Books and Bands Bash Benefit. Well, when I was a teen, the most danger in dating was probably from having someone spike your OJ with vodka, but today there are sophisticated drugs that are used to assist in sexual assaults. Now, what's a sexual assault? If you don't consent, it is rape. So what is going on out there, Heather, and why are we calling the drugs that are out there date rape drugs? Well, exactly. Well, the actual legal definition of rape is when someone forces another person to engage in a sexual activity against the second person's will. And this is most often done um, in a forcible nature and against one someone when they're verbally threatened. And for the most part, um, men are usually the perpetrators. That's so not to say that men um, can, are not raped, but they're there's much smaller percentages or at least smaller percentages that are reported of men being raped. For the most part, women are the victims. And according to one survey when I was looking into this, um, especially myself being a former college student, how we used to always have, um, you know, they had people come in and have big talks about it. Or every week in our school newspaper, they have the crime um, reports. And a lot of stuff was about parties being broken up. But oftentimes, you know, there would be mentions of um, things that would happen up parties or to be on the lookout if some a woman was attacked. And so according to one survey, one in four college women um, are the victims of rape or an attempted rape. And 84% of those rapes knew their attacker. And 57% of the rapes happened on dates, which most commonly brings to what we call date rape. And in America, um, 50% of these date rapes are that. Um, are contributed of teens. Now, and, you know, I wanted to just jump in there because 
And we'll continue talking about the date rape thing, but I wanted to add a little bit about the drugs that are used now because they're really powerful and they're dangerous and they can be slipped in to your drink when you're not looking and most of them don't have any color or smell or taste and you can't even tell that you're being drugged until it's too late because you become weak and confused and can pass out and all of that and then you're unable to refuse being raped. You can't defend yourself. Exactly. And what a cowardly thing when you look at this. I mean, just to begin with, rape as itself is a horrific incident um, that, you know, it's unfortunate that so many people have gone through this. And at the same time, what a cowardly way to attack someone when they're passed out. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that, that just seems animalistic to me. Exactly. And, and especially, you know, it's just, in a sense, you know, uh, an attempt at a murder that's been planned out or a robbery. You know, if, I, if a man, and I'm not trying to categorize men because this does happen, but most oftentimes this is men um, perpetrating women. And, um, you know, to, for them to take someone out on a date or to be at a bar and purposely put this stuff in there, that is the intent. You know, there isn't that something, got, you know, got carried away or in the heat of the moment and this just happened. This, these are people that are setting out that this is what their mission, you, you know, so to say, for the night is. And what is just, you know, a horrific thing. And the most common, the two most common ones is uh, GS, GSB and Rufy. And if you've ever heard someone say, uh, you know, and a lot of times it's become almost a joke people joke about. If someone gets so drunk of, oh, you know, they someone must have roofied my drink. Well, Heather, right. when you say roofie, is that the drug that's a rohypnol? Is that rohypnol? I believe so, yes. yes. Okay, because it's also known as Mexican Valium or Rib or the Forget Pill because you don't remember anything, right? Exactly. A lot of people um, who say they have not, that, you know, the, they'll be at a bar and they, it, it, it's colorless, it's tasteless, odorless, and it's something that dissolves instantly into a drink. So that's why, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, growing up, your mom always says, you know, don't leave your drink. If you leave your drink, just leave it. You know, don't trust, you know, what someone might have done to it. And that's the thing is a lot of times, uh, you know, maybe a guy at the bar will buy a girl a drink or she leaves, you know, it could even be with her date. You know, she says, I'm going to go to the bathroom, thinking it's safe to leave her drink even with him. And um, they come back, you know, within one drink, people say they feel incredibly drunk and then dizzy. And that's when you know that they're passed out. And a lot of times the next day people have no recollection. They don't remember things that happen. It's in a sense like they black out and there's big gaps of time missing from the night. They don't know what happened. And which is scary for a lot of women if they've realized, in fact, you know, they have been raped that they can't remember, you know, such a large portion of things other than, you know, they were at the bar at one time and then they woke up, you know, naked somewhere else. And that's, you know, that's even scared to, to be possibly that you knew your attacker or you knew what was going on and then whatever happened in this incident, you know, in this time span is completely erased from your memory. And people oftentimes, even if nothing has happened, um, I've had friends actually before that have gone out and thank God nothing has happened to them. But, you know, the next day they, they said, I know someone put something in my drink. And the way they felt afterwards is, you know, they went home, they blacked out. Um, and they also, a lot of people say, is they feel as if they'd been punched or something. Your body just aches. Um, you know, and I, so I was going to say that it's, a very, it's very dangerous because especially many of these drugs, you know, they call them club drugs. If they're mixed with alcohol, it can have a devastating effect on different personalities depending on how, you, how your body reacts 
to drugs or alcohol. But it, uh, some of the effects can be your loss of muscle control. You can have difficulty with motor movements. Of course, that drunk feeling. Uh, maybe you can't talk. You may be nauseous. Uh, you lose consciousness. You can just totally black out. You can be dizzy or, you're, you know, some of the scary things that happen is you have a lower uh, blood pressure. And there are cases that people die from these. So this is, that is a very frightening thing. Com- completely, and that's something, too, is that, you know, mixing drugs and alcohol to begin with can be a deadly combination, but also, as you just said, is every person's body type is different. Everyone has a different reaction to things. That one part, you know, if giving the same amount of drugs to, you know, a 200-pound man versus, you know, a 110-5-foot-2 girl, it's going to have, uh, you know, possibly devastating effects. Um, and also, you know, and as you said, sometimes people, they can even have respiratory problems. They could, you know, someone, whether, you know, their intent is to cause harm on them, they could actually overdose someone, they, you know, and, and in fact, you know, actually kill them. So, I mean, it's something that people, you know, really just need to be so cautious uh, when they're out there that even, you know, as I had stated before, that 84% of people that have um, women that have been raped, you know, they're attackers. And so that's something, you know, if you're going out on a date, even if it could be with a friend, it's always just be so cautious and just so aware of your surroundings. Well, I want to give a few tips on how we can yes, protect ourselves do. from becoming a victim. So what you said, first of all, was don't accept drinks from other people and never leave an open container, never leave a drink out, even if it's with a person that you think you trust. So never leave anything open. So you want to keep your drink with you at all times, and especially when you go to the bathroom. Either that or dump it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what about sharing drinks? I wouldn't share drinks either. Oh, no, incomplete. And see, sometimes things have happened. Um, I just, you know, a guy friend, his friend didn't want to finish her drink, so he took it, and he got, and the next day he was saying, I think I got drugged last night. I think, you know, and it was, he had, it was one of his female friends that she said, oh, I don't really want my drink anymore. It wasn't that she had uh, given him the drugs, it was that someone had tried to, an attempt of roofing her, and it ended up, you know, he ended up him. Well, you know, that gets me to the next point. It's probably good if you have a non-drinking friend with you, and but if not, if you start feeling the effects of, like, you think that you're you're have been drinking alcohol and you haven't, or you think it's stronger than usual, or something tastes salty, or you just start feeling queasy, get help right away because the chances are that you have been drugged and the possibilities of having some harm come to you, bodily harm, are probably next. So what are those things? I guess you would like to get medical help. You can call 911 or get get to a hospital room right away, and you wouldn't want to urinate or anything because you want to be able to be able to take a urination test, right? Exactly, and oftentimes, too, they, there's so many at-home drug kits and stuff they have. Now, a lot of times, things are for parents that are cautionary uh, about what their kids are doing, but they actually do sell. I think they can be kind of pricey, and it has to be something of someone if you're probably concerned where you can carry these little kits where you can test your drinks. 
um, you know, to see if something's been put in it. Now, that's kind of getting CSI on, you know, on all your drinks up there. So the biggest thing is you just always be cautious. Just always of your surrounding. One thing, too, that's important, especially when you're traveling um, outside of the United States, it's best, and if you're going to be drinking alcohol beverages or even non-alcohol beverages, um, it's often the best time to get things out of a bottle instead of out of a tap um, and, or instead of a mixed drink. That way, and have, you know, have them give it to you with the capsule on it or watch someone open it because a lot of times you hear of these incidents where stuff happens to people that are traveling that, you know, we've discussed before how people get it sold into white slavery. And, yes, right. Um, you, know, just Wait, you know, that just brings me up to something else, too, is if you do wake up in the morning or you suspect that it's possible that you have had some kind of assault, especially if you feel that it's possible but that you've been raped, your clothes are, are ripped or something seems really strange and you feel weird, don't try to clean, clean up after yourself. I'm sure that... Uh, that our our uh, my niece, your cousin Amber, who's CSI, would say, you know, if an assault's occurred, there could be some evidence that's left behind. There might be a drinking glass. There might be a sheet. There might be something there. So don't clean up. Call the police. Call 911 because you really have to find out what has gone on, and then you need to get to the hospital. And then you know what I wanted to add, Heather, is... Even though we're talking about the drugs that are popular out there, these club drugs, probably the most used drug for sexual assault is actually alcohol. And so people don't even look at it as a drug, but any, anything that can affect your judgment or behavior or put you at risk for unwanted or risky sexual activity is, in fact, a drug. And alcohol is probably the number one drug most commonly used to commit sexual assault because we don't think clearly, we don't make good choices, it's harder to say no, and we can also black out. So we really need to be uh, safe at all times. Exactly, and one thing, you know, just always remember, if you're going out, you make sure you, you let people know where you're going. If you're gonna, going on a solo date with someone, or make sure, you know, as you said before, having a sober friend with you or going in groups of people that you feel, you know, you can sit that uh, are safe and you can trust them. And also, you know, just to really reiterate is that no is a complete sentence. No means no. And there's never a thing of, you know, well, maybe earlier she was into it and then she changed her mind. Once someone says no, that's when it stops there. And a lot of times people are afraid to report certain incidences for whether they're afraid some kind of social stigma will be attached to it or, you know, they don't, they're, they're fearful or, or they're not really sure if in fact it was rape. Just know, you know, if someone, if you ever say no to someone and they continue to carry on with something, that that is in fact rape, that that's beyond, um, that's forcing you into something that is not consensual. And, and you know, and another thing about it is like there is a drug, I mean, there's many different drugs out there, but there's a drug out there called ketamine or ketamine, and it's very fast acting. And you might be aware of what's happening to you, but it actually paralyzes you. So you're not able to move. And then it later causes memory problems so that you won't be able to remember exactly what happened while you were, were drugged and then it, you know, it distorts all your perceptions, et cetera. So, you know, the bottom line as what you're saying is you gotta know who you're with. You need to always keep your, uh, the, your drinks 
with your person. Don't share. Don't take things from strangers. Don't go out with strangers, right? Mm-hmm. And know that there really is danger lurking around the corner. It's really too, it's very sad that this happens. But as you said, it happens to both men and women, but mostly it's happening to women. So there is help out there. And uh, contrary to what people think, I mean, the, the police and hospitals will help you. I, I know I've had students who have been roofied or have had something like this happen, and they were afraid to go to the police. Sure, but it doesn't matter if you're sure or not. It's better to report it. Exactly. It's well, all, you know, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say there is also a thing of the confidentiality is a big thing, that there's so many different hotlines out there and crisis things, that can, people that can talk to you about it. You know, a lot of times if you're not ready to go to the police, then at least you can have someone there that can help you listen to help assess the situation, you know, and possibly be that person that can help you kind of walk through the steps. And um, also, sure I'll just add one it. last point as we close this segment, is if you have been sexually attacked or assaulted in some way or you feel that you have been a victim of date rape or had a drug put in your drink, make sure to get some counseling and some treatment because, when, you know, feelings of shame and guilt and fear and shock are normal and a counselor can help you work through it. You can call a crisis center or you can call a hotline. One national hotline, I'll give the phone number out, is the National Sexual Assault Hotline. That phone number is 800-656-HOPE. That's 800-656-HOPE. And both Heather and I hope that nothing like this ever happens to you, but hopefully we've given you a few tips just in case it does. Well, uh, when we come back from break, we're going to tackle the worst-case scenario survival handbook. We are going to go to middle school where hopefully none of this drug stuff is happening. But stay with us. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in a minute, and we want you here. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Did you know that teens with low self-esteem who feel they don't fit in are more vulnerable to peer pressure, more likely to have depressive reactions, eating disorders, higher rates of alcohol and drug abuse, criminal involvement, suicide attempts, and be involved with risky behaviors? You can help make a difference by sponsoring this radio program, Be The Star You Are. Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, positive media, and donates positive books to increase literacy. Call 877-944-STAR, S-T-A-R. For more information or visit our website at bethestarur.org. Also, you can make a PayPal donation at www.bethestarur.org. Thank you for helping our youth succeed. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com 
You can be the star you are. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at bethestarur.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. We sure appreciate you tuning in right here to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. With us every week as we bring you the authors and the experts who enhance your life. The next book we'll be discussing goes hand in hand with our new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, because it is going to be for middle schoolers. When David Borgenick was a teen, he told his family he wanted to make money with his ideas when he was an adult. Well, he's achieved that goal. His worst-case scenario books have sold over 10 million copies and been translated into 26 languages over the past decade. His newest worst-case scenario is the worst-case scenario survival handbook, Middle School. Welcome, David, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you very much for having me. Well, first of all, congratulations on beating the book publishing odds and creating a bestseller, a bestseller <laughs> series, moreover. I wanted you first to start off with giving us a little bit of background on your worst-case scenario saga, because you have several books out there now, and they are all helping people to survive something that's kind of the worst case <laughs> that can happen to them. Yeah, well, the the uh, you know that we say that the series is is, is essentially uh, providing real solutions to extreme situations, or uh, occasionally extreme solutions to real situations, and uh, for the most part, it's it's a it's meant to be an entertaining uh, but practical look at surviving life's sudden turns for the worse. Um, the first book came out ten years ago. It was the the worst case scenario survival handbook, and it was. Uh, one of those kind of lightning in a bottle publishing phenomenons that uh, just hit at the right time in the right place with the right publisher, Chronicle Books, and um, and and just caught fire. Um, it was a, it was kind of a uh, inspired by the the action movies and TV shows that I watched growing up as a kid. Um, I had always, I think like anybody who's a fan of Die Hard and James Bond and MacGyver and those kinds of shows, I think I always kind of wondered, well, is that really how you, you know, escape from quicksand or jump from a moving car? And um, and and then I always just kind of fantasized, well, what would I do in that situation? And um, so back in 99, uh, 98, actually, before the first book came out, I was uh, reading a magazine about this uh, this passenger who had to land a small passenger jet in um, the absence of the pilot after he had a heart attack and um, and and it kind of broke down the steps of what he did and I realized you know there are real world answers to these action movie setups there's a real way to fend off a shark and and there's a real way to jump from a building into a dumpster so I 
set off to find experts who knew uh, what those answers were and, and compiled that book, and, and the rest is, is you know, kind of 10 years of history anyway. Well, and, you know, it's, it is so practical because don't we all wonder those questions? I mean, I've often wondered what would I do if I was in a plane and I had to land the plane and have never done it, you know? And so, I mean, you actually give the tips uh, what what you have to do in these kind of scenarios. And you personally have been in lots of situations where you've got to practice what you write about. Well, yeah, I, I did, you know, grow up, I grew up in the West, so I spent a fair amount of time camping and hiking and doing, you know, the kinds of outdoorsy things that, that one does. And, uh, you know, ran into some animals here and there, bears and mountain lions. But uh, but I was never really, a, a you know, an adventurer per se. I, I've only really tried the things that um, that have either been with the guidance of an expert or um, that are, are safer to do. Um, I will admit, though, that I have uh, spent time in a uh, in, in a rowboat in in a lake in Florida, surrounded by hundreds of hungry crocodiles. <laughs> That's and, pretty uh, scary. Uh, but but I could not. I would not have done that had I not had. Tim Williams, our alligator expert, right next to me. So, uh, so uh, you know, I've done some dumb things, but uh, but I tend not to do them uh, without the right information or expert at hand. I think that's a good idea. I know I was in the Amazon, and our guide. I was just it was just like three people in this canoe down the Amazon, and it was really hot. And he said, "Oh, you can swim here." And I was like, "Oh my God, good! I can get wet." And then about three minutes later, he puts a piece of fish over, and there's thousands of piranhas. I went, I thought you said we could swim here. He said, no, you could swim there, but not here. (laughs) When I was reading your book, I thought about that experience. I thought, oh, my goodness, another 15 feet, and I was in piranha territory. Well, let's talk about this new book, which is going to just be, that is so great for kids and also for their parents to help the kids get through it, which is the worst-case scenario survival handbook, middle school. Now, I didn't go to middle school because where I grew up, it was too small. We, You know, there were one-room schoolhouses or you just went to grammar school. That was your choice. But almost everywhere across the country now, there are junior highs and middle schools, and it really is a change of pace for young people, and it is really scary. So uh, the, in your new book, you give a lot of tips on what people can do to just get through these times. So let's start with what is just a beginning of getting through middle school. How do you survive day one? Well, you know, I, I mean, everyone feels it's a brand-new school. It's a scary situation. You're, you're at that awkward age, that awkward stage. You're, you're, you know, and anyone, uh, whether you're the most popular kid or the most awkward kid, is going to feel some stress and pressure. So, you know, day one, um, the, the first thing to do to make yourself comfortable is, is to conduct an investigation about the school. You know, if the school's got a website, check it out. If, you've, if you can tour the school in advance, so much the better. Um, if you can even talk to other kids who you know who already attend, ask them for the inside information. This will help with your pre, uh, pre-game jitters. Um, then, you know, next step is to really make sure that you take the step to, to plan out your look for the first day. Because, I thought that you know, one was really important because, David, I coach uh, kids, and that is one of the number one things they'll tell me before school starts is they are really concerned about their first day of school and their outfit, and I think your advice is right on. Practice. <laughs> have, a, have a pre-fashion show. 
Exactly, and try to look your best, and and uh, and and, so and in the clothes. The way there. Then uh, you know, if you can buddy up and find out who else is in your classes, your homeroom, who you can walk to gym with. Again, just try to plan ahead a bit to make yourself feel a little more confident and comfortable. Even map the school if you can, and uh, make sure that you understand the layout. And uh, but the most important thing is is just to imagine you know success. To to be confident, smile when you're making new friends. Don't visualize the worst, but to you know visualize the best. Well, one thing that I just love about the book, we're talking to to David Borgenicht, who's the author of the Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook, and this one is Middle School, and of course he's authored of many, or not many, all of the other Worst Case Scenario books, and he has some co-authors that work with him. But one of the things that I like is the humor that you have throughout, and then you have the cartoons so that, you know, people can kind of get an idea of what's going on. But you also talked about the locker room, which I think is probably the scariest thing for kids who are coming from a elementary school and having to go to middle school when they have to actually change in front of somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely one of my most anxious uh, times just because it's a brand-new thing and, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to. I hope it's not saying too much if I tell you I still get nervous in locker rooms. But oh, anyway. no, you know what, David? Me too. I'm still. You know, if I go to a gym and it's, there's not like private stalls for showers and stuff, I was like, ooh, I I don't like it either. It. I, I still. I crave some privacy. And, and these for days me, it was high school, flu, but boy, you know, still. who wants to deal with that? But in any event, I mean the. The, the, there are some techniques you can do. I mean, obviously, the, the, the time-honored technique of just turning away and changing quickly by you know, facing your locker instead of the crowd is a good one. Um, get all your clothes ready before the old clothes come off. You know? So make sure that they're laid out, ready to go, and you're not, um, you're, you're, you're not without clothing for an extended period of time. Um, of course, you can always dress in pieces. So instead of getting fully undressed, do it, you know, shirt, shirt, then pants, pants, you know. And, and you and know you're what? Not... That one has always been my favorite, and still to this day when I have to dress in front of others, you know, even if it's a television commercial or something, that's the way I've always done it. You know, yep, I start exactly. with the pants and the, in pieces. And then, you know, of course, there's, you know, if all else fails and you still aren't comfortable with it, the stall technique is a good one. Just head for the bathroom stall itself and, and uh, just change in the bathroom stall. Now, those are all such, you know, they seem like they would be so easy, but it helps when you have it written down because what I find that you've given, done with your book, Worst Case Scenario, Survival Handbook, Middle School, is you've given the uh, kids permission to do these things so they don't have to feel weird about it. It's like, hey, these are ideas. These are what a lot of people do, so go ahead and do it. And these are things that, you know, kids provided to us. I mean, really the experts that we talked to for this book were kids more so than, uh, I mean, as much as professionals as well. But uh, but kids are the ones who figure these solutions out. And, and yeah, you're going to figure some of these out on your own, but it's always helpful to hear it from uh, the experts who know. Absolutely, and and who knows better than the kids that are in middle school already? Well, bullying. Let's talk a little bit about gossip and bullying and the rumor mill that goes on. You have a whole chapter in here on how to stop the rumor in its tracks because this seems to be an age group where these kinds of things and the bully stuff starts a lot. Maybe it starts younger, but it really happens here. So you advise doing some sleuthing and then taking action. Let's talk about that for a minute because this this really hits just about everybody. Yeah, I mean, the best way to quash a rumor is to to immediately uh, uh, prove it 
to be just that. And and uh, so you know, find out who uh, who told who who uh, divulged the rumor in the first place. Not so much because you're going to go you know attack them or, or confront them, but more because you want to determine the source of it in the in the first place. And that's going to give you the information to follow up with the person who's actually responsible for spreading it and to get them on the right track. It could just be a misunderstanding. It could be misinformation. It could be malicious, but uh, but it's also more likely that it's just a misinterpretation that uh, that you can correct it by doing some sleuthing and then um, putting putting the correct facts in the hands of the rumor generators themselves. Well, and one of the things that you also suggest is when it comes to emails and the internet, if somebody is bullying via the, those sources or emailing nasty things to um, delete them, to ban them, don't let them through. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, and, and uh, again, focus on the truth. I mean, start them, start people uh, spreading the truth. Start, uh, uh, if, if, if it's an email uh, rumor or email problem that you're, ca- you're, you're, you're uh, confronting, just, again, uh, if you've made a mistake, if you've accidentally forwarded something, Try to nip it in the bud as soon as possible, and and apologize, or or at least uh, get the correct impression in the hands of the people who need it. You talk about surviving a crush without getting crushed. Uh, don't we all fall in love around that this age, twelve, thirteen, fourteen? It seems like this seems to be the time when our hearts get broken more than any other time. So your first tip on this was to play a game, a question-answer game. Right, exactly. And, and you know, it kind of gives you, I mean, the, the most difficult, one of the most difficult things about a crush is, is, is that you, you kind of can't speak around them. You know, you, you become dumbfounded. You, you lose all, all ability to converse. And, uh, and, and this, of course, is not going to help your efforts in wooing. Um, so the best thing to do besides saying uh, and just stammering your way through it is, is to have some stock questions that will at least start the conversation rolling and also help you get to know the person. So, you know, what's your favorite flavor of gum? Or, uh, um, you know, I just heard that you, the ability to roll your tongue is genetic. Can you do that? <laughs> uh, you know, I was asking sort of fun, open-ended questions, um, not yes or no questions, can uh, get conversation started. And then... Um, uh, a second thing to do is is to uh, just start complimenting them. You know, your solo in chorus was great, or you know, you always make me laugh, or that kind of thing. Um, but focus on the things they do, not how they look, and and uh, comments that might make you feel embarrassed down the road. You have chapters in here as well that are for boys only and girls only because each gender seems to have specific things that they're going to endure during a school career that, you know, may not be typical for the other one. So I like that idea that you got the boys' ideas and the girls' ideas. Let's uh, give us a few things that you think are just important for boys only. Well, I mean, boys don't tend to develop as fast as girls, so you're you're most likely to be, uh, you know, shorter than somebody. Um, you may be the shortest guy in school, so you know how to how to embrace your height, as it were, and uh, learn some good short jokes is a really good uh, technique. Um, considering the advantages of shortness and kind of uh, uh, embracing that, and, and just knowing that that eventually your uh, your growth spurt is going to happen too. Um, you know, that's that's a good one for boys. Um, you know, bullying is, is is obviously a little bit more of a factor for boys, although there's the mean girl thing, which is similar. 
um, and and having to deal with that is is something that we address in the book as well. Uh, whether and and in that case, you know, trying to uh, diffuse the the bullying situation by getting your friends together and coordinating your schedules so that nobody's alone, making a quick escape, or just confronting the bully is is uh, something that we've uh, we address in the book for boys. Um, and the other thing that I think too for the boys that you uh, that you have in the book, and it's really important, is if you're not an athlete, how to deal with that? Because this is a time of your life where it seems like everybody's into some sport. So, what happens if you're in drama or you're in chorus or whatever? It's you know it's okay. Exactly. I mean, you, the, the most important thing is to take a reality check and realize that most of the guys aren't these amazing athletes either. So, you know, not being uh, you know not being uh, uh, Kobe Bryant is 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 only going to make you a normal guy, not uh, not abnormal. And with girls, it tends to be a time of backstabbing and a little bit, uh, not a, maybe a lot of that two-faced friend. So you talk about, you know, talk about trust and don't get hysterical and have a uh, a rep protection. You know, like a, a kind of a buddy system. Exactly. You know, uh, make sure that you've got. Uh, that, that you've got best friends that you can you can deal with there um, that can help you. Um, you know, mean girls. Uh, there, there, there are several different types of mean girls. There's the two-faced friend, and uh, there, there's the the criticizer and uh, the secret spiller, and then of course the queen mean, who's uh, always putting everybody down. And, and there are tips in the book for for dealing with that as well. And one one of the things that I, I think is great about the fact that we did this boys and girls sections, uh, and it's not all the book, but it's certainly uh, the last you know couple several pages of it, uh, is that it actually gives the other gender perspective on what they're going through. So it, you know a lot of times you can't put yourself in the shoes of other people, and and reading this book will actually give you an opportunity to see what your your friends who are girls are going through, and and vice versa. Well, this is such a fantastic book that every every person who is about to go into middle school is going to want to have a copy. Let's give out your website, uh, David, because not only is this book there, but they can see all your other books that are there, which is Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook, the um, Survival Handbook Life, and you have a lot of special editions, and you have them for college and history and the outdoors, politics, everything. And that is quirkbooks.com. Well, you can see me up there at quirkbooks.com. They're also at worstcasescenarios.com, and uh, and and they're also at chroniclebooks.com. And Chronicle Chronicle Books, and you publisher. are the best-selling uh, series at Chronicle Books, right? We we uh, you know I think it has to be. I mean uh, I don't actually know the statistics, but I think it has to be. Yeah. Yes, congratulations! It's great. Well, thank you, David, so much for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and sharing the worst case scenario survival handbook, middle school. That you'll have to go to the websites quirkbooks.com, chroniclebooks.com, or uh, worstcasescenarios.com. And you can find all the books. David, we'll look forward to more of these. Keep writing them. Thanks so much. And, and, you know, be careful out there. Be careful. Exactly. The words to the wise. Thank you for joining us. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in a minute, and we'll be talking success. Stay with me.
the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a change maker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How do you know when a customer is about to do business elsewhere? There are obvious warning signals that should not be ignored. Decreased orders and increased complaints occur when it's already too late. Companies can avoid customer defection by improving and monitoring performances in the important areas of customer satisfaction, credit, billing, inquiry issues, delivery of goods, misinformation, and pricing confusion. 80% of your business comes from 20% of your customers. It is to your financial advantage to keep these customers happy by communicating with them openly and letting them know that they are very important to you. Ask your customer how you are doing and how you can improve their satisfaction levels. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. Visit us at Star hyphenstyle.com Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Are you ready for Dancing Under the Stars? Hi, I'm Dave Przicki, voice actor and volunteer with the Be the Star You Are charity, inviting you to join our 10th anniversary celebration on September 13th at our Mega Books and Bands Bash. New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan and 13 contributors will be launching and autographing the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens with all proceeds benefiting the charity. You'll meet celebrities, enjoy mocktails, snacks, raffles, martial arts demonstrations, the music of several live bands, be able to buy unique gift items from a variety of vendors, and also save lives by registering to be a bone marrow donor at our swab meet, sponsored by Marrow Miracles. The donation is only $13 per person for a full day of family fun, and it's 100% tax deductible. Bring your wallet and get ready to make a difference while having a great time. Are you interested in being a corporate partner? Buying a table for 10? Advertising in our program or buying cases of the new book? We have lots of ways you can help. Contact us toll-free at 877-944-STAR. That's 877-944-7827. See you there. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk.
You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, welcome back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your personal growth success expert, Cynthia Bryan, and I know that you are all being the stars that you were meant to be. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity, celebrating 10 years of serving the community, empowering women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit the website, bethestarur.org. The first miracle moment is by author and speaker, Dr. Wayne Dyer. When you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself. And the second miracle moment is from Henry David Thoreau. The world is but canvas to our imaginations. How true all of this is, we can paint our own lives and we can create our own realities. Well, in this economy today, people are constantly complaining that times are tough, that there's no money out there, and there's many people looking for work. Recently, I had an example of what not to do to be successful in this economy. There was a worker who agreed to come and prune some trees for me at an hourly rate because I was having a big party, and he asked if he could bring his wife along because the gas would be cheaper, and he wanted to know if she could just help him out. So I had offered to pay her the same hourly wage that we had agreed upon to wipe down tables and all that kind of stuff. But when it came time to pay them, she argued that she had not agreed to anything and that her fees to do this kind of work, which was just wiping down tables, it was nothing, uh, were, it was quite astronomical. It was way over the top. And uh, I didn't really want to argue with anybody, and so I went ahead and I paid them both, although I probably should have not, but I did. But the the thing is, is I liked them both. I liked their work. However, I will never hire them again, and I've told all my friends not to hire them again. So was that a successful job for them? That was a real example of being dishonest, of doing a bait and switch, of having you know one part of the partnership agree to a fee and then saying that they weren't that wasn't the right fee. Now, of course, how could have I avoided that issue? I could have had everything in writing before I started, which would have been the smartest idea, but I wasn't thinking clearly at the time. Um, I'm really used to handshakes. Growing up on the farm, we did handshakes, and so when I give somebody my word, my word is my contract. Unfortunately, in this day and age, that's not the way it is. So think about yourself. How do you do business? Do you lose people because you say one thing and then you do another or you promise one fee and then you ask for another? Are you really serving the community? Are you really serving your clients? When we want to be successful in business, one of the most important things is to have integrity because with integrity, 
becomes referrals, and the best business is always referral-based. Well, now, here are seven ways to help you achieve true success. One is called taking it personal. If we take the same amount of time and energy planning our personal lives and we do the same with our business life or career, we would likely live a more meaningful, balanced, and personally enriched life. In short, strive to make it your business to turn your life into your most successful venture yet. So what am I saying here? Is your personal life, in order for it to be successful, you need to look at it almost like a business and treat everyone as your favorite customer or your good friend. Don't limit yourself by labels. Remember, what you do is not who you are. Author Joe Robinson suggests that we carry an ID card with two sides. One side would have your title or profession, and the other side would describe the authentic you, the person that you are at the core. For example, you know, it could say Cynthia Bryan on one side, television, radio host, author, actor, coach, but on the other side, it would it would probably say helping others live their dreams because that's my mission in life. Not only do I want to live my dreams, but my goal is to help you live your dreams. So that's very important. Write down your personal goals. If you don't write it down, they're really not going to happen. Something magical happens when you take within your head and get it to the end of your fingers, whether you type it out or write it out. So write them down, your personal goals as well as your career goals. Make them quantifiable. There needs to be a time and a number attached to all your goals. You want to lower your golf handicap by three strokes over the next 12 months if you're a golfer? then make sure you write that down. Do you want to increase your personal financial portfolio by 10% over the next two years? Write it down. You want to spend a two-week summer vacation in Tahiti? Write it down. Anything that you want in life is really achievable if you write it down. Now, hone in on what really matters most. The things that matter most to you in your life should not be taking a back seat to things that matter the least. Remember your personal values, your integrity, your self-worth are not determined by your valuables. Time is a resource that we cannot regenerate. You know, I dedicate oh, probably 45 to 50 hours a week as a volunteer with Be The Star You Are charity. I believe in empowering others. I believe in literacy. I believe in positive media. And so I'm happy to do it. However, when it comes to coaching people for things that I charge for, which would be acting, uh, coaching, media coaching, writing, or presentations, I don't do that for free. So when people call me and they say, oh, I just need a few minutes of your time, well, those few minutes cost money. Value what you do for a living. Put a dollar amount on it and stick to it. And it's really hard to do, especially when it's family and friends, but you do have to pay your rent. So make sure that you value your time. You can never get that time back. Invest, invest your time wisely on that which is really important to you. If family is your number one importance, then spend time with family. Make sure you uh, carve out time in your daytimer for that. I am just suggesting that you don't overweight your career at the expense of the other important things that you have in your life. Expand your reach. This is where I tell people to reach for the stars. 
True success always involves reaching out to others beyond yourself. You can revel in the success of your children, and you can contribute to your urban community, but when you really help others, it is just amazing how good you feel. That is that old paradox of life. The more you give to others, the more you give to yourself. And I know that for me, being a philanthropist and being part of Be The Star You Are has enriched my life greatly. It also frustrates me when we can't get funding in or we don't get enough donations. But but mostly when I see the look on a child's face when they get a new book or when someone tells me that they have learned to read because of what our program has done or we've saved someone from committing suicide, that is incredible personal satisfaction that to me is a success story. What is your success story? What is your personal satisfaction? And make meaning. See yourself making meaning as well as money. You want to judge your true level of true success accordingly. You can't be afraid to fail. You've heard me say it for how many years have I been on the radio? Since 1998, failure is fertilizer. It's okay to be afraid of failure, but know that failure doesn't really happen. You can fall down, but you just get right back up. If you are striving to be the best that you can be, you may have detours, you may have stumbling blocks, but you will do what is necessary. You'll go under it, over it, through it to get through the passages of life. Curveballs, knuckleballs, all of that is always going to happen, but success is not built on success. Success is really built on our mistakes, and if you want to be more successful, you need to fail more. You need to make more mistakes. So I hope that's a quick little success lesson for you, and that is compliments of Star Style Productions, where I am dedicated to your success, and hopefully through this radio show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, you are more successful every week. And now I wanted just to talk a couple of minutes about the upcoming books and bands bash that is going to be celebrating Be the Star You Are charity's 10th anniversary. It is really exciting that this has happened. Be the Star You Are was founded in September of 1999, uh, basically to on a wing and a prayer to inspire women, families, and youth to improve literacy, positive media, and tools for living. And so September 13th is going to be their, the big uh, Books and Bands Bash. The volunteers, and it's an all-volunteer charity, have arranged now for five bands to be playing live bands. So it's called Dancing Under the Stars. And we want you to put your party shoes on and dress to impress. The celebration will happen from 4 to 9 p.m., and it's advanced ticket sales only. So you'll want to get your tickets now because they are selling really fast. If you want to sit at a table, there's there are VIP tables for 10. The cost is $713 for 10 people, which includes your entry to the party, your snacks, 10 autographed books, and a donation of $600 of brand-new books to the cause of your choice. So that is a really great deal. If you only want to come standing room only and just dance, you can get in for as little as $13. There's still opportunities for partnerships. 
If uh, anyone out there would like to be a sponsor, we'll be offering lots of different promotions. We have many media, media sponsors already, and it's really quite exciting. Diablo Magazine is our exclusive magazine sponsor. We have La Mirinda Newspaper uh, is uh, a newspaper sponsor, KCBS, KPFA, World Talk Radio, Voice America, as well as Garden Pro Rode- Radio. I always want to say rodeo. That's kind of Garden Pro Rodeo. That would be good. Are also media sponsors and are airing our PSAs and our commercials for us. So you'll want to be part of it. Now, what's going to happen when you get there? Besides the Dancing Under the Stars to the five bands, there'll be all kinds of different refreshments, mocktails, hundreds of raffle items available, autograph sessions. There'll be at least 13 contributors to the new book, which we're launching that day, Be the Star You Are for Teens. I'm an author, and there are many teen authors who will be there You'll enjoy martial arts demonstrations, and we have female martial artists, and there'll be vendors with all kinds of -of one-of-a-kind items and lots of fun for the whole family. The great news is that it's completely a tax write-off. How can you get tickets? Go to bethestarur.org, bethestarur.org, or call the office 925-377-STAR, and we'll get you hooked up. You can go to bethestarur.org now and pay via PayPal. So see you there, and let's party together. Well, thanks for being great listeners, allowing me to be with you every week. Go to bethestarur.org for more information about the charity and cynthiabryan.com for more information about me. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired. And until we celebrate next week, go out in the world and be the star you are. Thanks for joining me, and get ready to party. I hope to see you buying your tickets right away. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Ciao for now. Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, with courage to give. Every special part of me